Now, Nathan, we're just going straight off the bat here. There's no program preparation. We've watched <laughs> a lot of football this weekend. There's still a lot more to watch over coming days. Straight into it. If you want to start hammering something, go for it. I completely understand. Do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey, welcome to this week's Back Pig. <laughs> yes, welcome everyone to uh, the episode of uh, a mainline episode of the Back Pig. Uh, thank you first and foremost to everyone who's checked out our uh, double preview for the AFCON and Asia Cup. Uh, we greatly appreciate all the uh, support that we've received on the socials. Mm. Uh, we uh, have got some good responses from our guests, from uh, people yeah. who listen to us, and, and we greatly appreciate that. And uh, it's a pleasure to do, and we're going to touch in with uh, both those tournaments as they progress. We're not going to do daily content, of course, but uh, you can expect a double upload this week uh, regarding match day one of those uh, tournaments as the games do go and take place mm-hmm. um, broadly, Laz. Yes. Have you enjoyed them so far? I have actually. I've been en- I've enjoyed the uh, Af- Afcon as well. I didn't. I mean, Afcon can be hit and miss sometimes, right? But so far, from what I've seen, this Afcon's been pretty good. Yeah, um, I think I've got it ahead of the Asian Cup so far. Yeah, look, the two. Not nil- by a whole yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, we'll go through it obviously at the end of Batch Day One later on in the week. But yeah, mm. the, the two nil alls um, after the Socceroos game that was uh, a bit dry. Although there were some yeah. chances in that, but yeah. <laughs> anyhow, um, anyhow. But last night's Japan-Vietnam game yeah, made, made up, up for it, I think. <laughs> sure did. Uh, but yes, more on that later on in the week. Yes, yes. Let's not <laughs> give too many spoils because there's still half a match day to go in in both, actually, pretty much, if not more. So, yeah, but it's been a yeah. good start to both, actually. It has been a good start to yeah. both. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. As um, I enjoyed watching a lot of the other football this weekend. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start on the local front, Laz, with Unite Round. For uh-huh. mine, that was the uh, the big ticket in club football this weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, we had 12 games in Sydney across three days and three venues. What do you make of it all? What's your overarching feeling about Unite Round looking back on it? Firstly, did you manage to get out to games on Sunday? Uh, no. No, cool. I didn't. Did not. Um, but, uh, yeah, fa- too many family commitments on this time of year. It's uh, with birthdays and name those and all that kind of stuff. It can be quite tricky, but yeah. Uh, and the weather didn't look that kind for it either. Yes, the, yes, it was, wasn't very pleasant in Sydney yesterday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, or for that matter today, actually. But yeah. um, there were 13 games of football in Sydney this weekend, Nathan, which we'll talk about the 13th, which is not part of the United Round. The 13th was not part of the United Round, but I'll get back to you on that one you know, later on. In this episode, I'll, I'll, I was thinking you'd be bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've seen it, have you? You're aware of it. Yeah. Uh, I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, um, yeah, that's something worthy of discussion, I think. Mm. But um, nevertheless, yeah, look, the football, let's go to the football side for the United Round. I consumed a lot of the 12 matches, right? Um, the ones that I, you know, like you, you watch the mini matches for the ones that you, you don't see, and because obviously the trick was that there were men's games and women's games on at the same time. So I think that obviously get onto the structure of the unite round uh, later on. But from a football consumption perspective, the football wasn't that terrible at all. In fact, you know, I'd give it a tick. The football that was played from most of the matches I've seen. 
was in, it was quite enjoyable. Like you'd go hard pressed to find a you know a better game than as far as entertainment is concerned than Adelaide Sydney. That was a very open affair. Probably I thought bit. you were going to say Perth Wellington. <laughs> well, that was going to be next, right? Um, that was going to be next because that Adelaide Sydney affair was probably if I was you know if Tele, I'd be saying that Sydney were way too open. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, way too open, but. Uh, entertainment perspective, you know, more of it. It was, it was, it was really good. Um, Wellington, Perth, yes, that's definitely a step. <laughs> that was that was a highlight. That was a highlight. It's good how it worked out that there was uh, an absolute cracker of a game on oh, each day in, in absolutely. Ailing men. In absolutely, particular. yeah, yeah, and absolutely. First game on Friday, second game on Saturday, and that, really Mac- that Macarthur game on Friday was a cracker. Yeah. That, that was yeah. a cr- cracking game. Yeah. You know, first, it took a while to get going. First half was uh, both teams sort of filling each other out, but second half they just it was went so entertaining. It exploded. Yeah, yeah. so entertaining. And it was Pena versus Davida yeah. in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> Mac- Mac- that's right. Macarthur versus Western United. Cracking game. Absolutely cracking mm. game. No doubt about it. And then yeah, the uh, Adelaide Sydney game that you were talking about on Saturday mm. night, where um, Adelaide just run right a little bit with yeah. Suzuki getting a hat trick. Some Great assist from Ben Halloran mm. should be attacked uh, onto it. Correct. And then yesterday's events across both games, I'd say Brisbane, Good. Newcastle, and Perth, Wellington. Uh, yeah. Look, I watched Melbourne City, the Wanderers, as well. And from a from a perspective that two sides are starting to hit their straps in a really competitive league, uh, and provide a bit, uh, you know, and provide that nip and tuck where it's going to be close, and you know. Teams aren't giving it away an inch. That was a fascinating watch, purely from that perspective, mm. right? Um, so, yeah, I, you know, yes, it was a low-scoring affair. Wanderers getting the win, um, but the I right thought, call made at the end there with the uh, handball decision. Oh, agree. Yeah, 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 agree, agree. No, 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 yeah, no dispute on this end here. Um, Central Coast Mariners. We'll just do the men's is first. Central Coast Mariners Melbourne victory won all on Saturday. The early game. Did not mind that either, mm. just quietly. Uh, it was great towards the end of the game, and you had the uh, the Sydney supporters come through. And, correct. Uh, you heard the uh, anti-Melbourne victory chants on the broadcast, which was fantastic. And uh, That's right. Particularly once it was Sydney's turn to take the field, you had three supporter groups all chanting anti-Sydney FC yeah. chants, and um, <laughs> that yep. was a unite round. Everyone uniting yeah. to hate Sydney FC. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, yesterday's games, both Brisbane and... Newcastle and Perth versus Wellington, you can't complain. Goal, I mean, for the number of goals, right? But Wellington-Perth was a great game. Like, or Perth-Wellington, I should say. A great game. <laughs> great game. Great game of football. And, um, yeah. you know, with Wellington um, getting up 4-3 and Brisbane getting up 3-2 against Newcastle. Yeah, very much so. And really, we're going to get on to our gripes and where uh-huh. United Round can improve, but... From the offset, the only issue I had yesterday was having to choose between mm. Brisbane, Newcastle, and Perth, Wellington. And yeah, I was flicking th- throughout the games, and with matches that are as crazy as they were last night, you're inevitably going to miss something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I mean, look, even with the mini matches, right? It's um, yeah, I had Brisbane and um, Newcastle, and you know, watched that after with the mini match, and uh, earlier today. And I thought, you know what? If you were there, you wouldn't complain, right? Um, 
Yeah, and you do miss stuff inevitably, right? You miss, you know, you miss the movement off the ball. And I mean, you know, it's, but the, the reality is that, Nathan, is that consumers of football these days, unless you're at the ground physically or you are predisposed to, you know, you've determined that you're going to watch the game in full mm. and not worry about what's happening elsewhere, you're not going to sit through the 90 minutes. No, right? but it was more the case like when I was watching Brisbane Newcastle, mm. I missed the goal in Perth. Yeah, Boston. that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What, uh, that's, what, that's what I was getting at, yeah. What they should have done, I mean, again, this is for later, but, yeah, we'll, we'll not, get back to that. But not that far away. <laughs> no, I know. I know. No, we'll just go through the women's end, right? I, yeah. I actually enjoyed Melbourne versus Perth on Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't able well. to catch I it. I saw that, yeah. I saw, like, watching it back, I thought that was um, uh entertaining game. Um, Wellington went down to Central Coast, which was a surprise, 2-1. So I think the women's Wellington women's side are starting to hit the skids a little. Yeah, the wheels are coming off mm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Canberra three one against Adelaide. Well, we have to mention Michelle Heyman. Yeah, we in do. this part here, mm. scoring a mm. hundredth and hundred and first goals mm. in the A League women, the W League, whatever you want to call it, all the iterations of this competition Great over thing. the years. And congratulations, sir. Congratulations, indeed. It is mm. amazing to hit a hundred goals in any league wherever you're playing, but to do it. In the Alec women, where there's not been long seasons, of course, there's their short campaigns, and Michelle Heyman's had some injury problems of, her, of herself mm, down mm. the years. Yeah, she has. So to shrug that all off and to still reach the the triple figure barrier is an amazing feat, and she's a, a true legend of uh, women's domestic football here in Australia. Yeah, indeed, indeed, and former Matilda. So no, she's um, served the game very well. Um, Looks like Gary Van Egmond has coached uh, Newcastle Jets for the last time. Yeah, that, that's so, come out in the last couple of hours. Yeah, yeah so that's uh, yeah, good to see him end that um, that appointment with a victory, 2-1 against Brisbane Raw. And then you had the Wanderers uh, defeat Melbourne City 1-0, which, yes, goalkeeping or a playing out the back error. I don't have to call that a goalkeeping error. It's a playing out the back error, right? <laughs> Um, yep. So, yeah. And um, Western United versus Sydney FC in the women's tense affair. You know, Western United had their chances, but Sydney um, prevailed there. So, yeah, all up, pretty good on the park. Pretty good on the park. You'd be hard-pressed to say that that uh, wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, and I don't think that was a concern coming into the weekend. I don't think uh, looking into it and previewing the weekend, we were expecting bad games or boring matches. Like, no. No, you're right. The question was more the structure and the organisation, which uh, I think we may dive into now, Lass. Yep, let's go for it. Go, you, you tee off now. <laughs> well, they sent around a survey earlier today mm-hmm. in people's emails for those who are, uh, I don't know if you got it yourself, Lass, but I don't know if it was just for people who bought tickets or whatever, but um, they asked for feedback and I'm sure they're going to get a mountain of feedback and a million and one different ideas for how to improve your night round because let's be honest, there is uh, plenty of room for improvement. Sure. I think on the on a wider scale, this event has potential. Yes. Uh, look, no, conceptually, I think it's sound. Conceptually, yes. I think it's sound. Uh, I think and, and we can and, arrive at a point mm. where this is a regular fixture in the football calendar where you do get a, a big attendance and lots of interstate mm-hmm. travels. I can sure. see... Down the line, with some creases lined out, this becomes a, a really big event in the A-League calendar. In a mid-year where, yes, school holidays should lead to more people through the gates at the, anyway, mm-hmm. but 
mid-season, we have a final series. It's not really a natural massive event in football, right? No, that's right. Correct. At the start of the season, you've got the yeah, Carlton right. Cup final. Correct. End of correct. the season, you've got the final series. There's not correct. much in the middle. So yeah, correct. having something like this in January, I think um, the the foundations are there for something big. But yes, there's yep, but a lot of go. things to fix up. Um, firstly, and for mine, the biggest one is the scheduling. I agree. I think moving forward, um, men's and women's teams from the same club can't be playing at the ends of the weekend. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Why is that? Because if you want people to travel to this event from interstate, right? Uh-huh. Say you got people coming from Perth, Adelaide, yep. Brisbane, sure. Wellington. Yep. yep. If you've got the men or the women playing on Friday night uh-huh. and then their counterparts on Sunday night, uh-huh. you have to take an extra day off work. Yep. Okay. So you should line it up so that you don't have to take that extra day. So you can come, you can take one day off work, you fly over, you drive in, you stay, you watch two games and you go home. And unless you want to take the extra day, Oof. you don't have to. What if it, what if it's consecutive days? Yeah, so I mean. like a Friday, Saturday, and then a Saturday, you know, or a Saturday, Sunday, or a Thursday, Friday, or something like that. Yeah, because Nathan, each game has to get clear air. Oh yeah, that's the big and, one. And and that's what the issue that I have with it. And that's why when we spoke about it last week, I said I think we need to go Thursday to Monday, right? Yep. Um, yeah, and, there's two routes. You were yeah, yeah, two routes. You either extend the weekend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, correct. Or you do it. On back-to-back weekends, like you have the men's in one weekend, and then yeah, and, and that, earlier or later, uh, and, and that's yeah. Look, I actually like the idea of having the men and the women together um, mm. on the same weekend, but I think you have to extend the weekend. I think you have to yep. go Thursday to Monday, right? Um, and to give games, um, to give game, to give games, you know, and the clubs clear air for the game that they're in. Um, now, but even then, there's still not enough time, Les. Okay, why not? Because you've got you've why got not make it games a week? to find a hole for. Sure, why not make it a week? And if that's the case, like because you got five days, right? And I, I'm just spitballing right now, but I, I think my gut feel is Thursday to Monday night, mm. and I would go um, Thursday Combank, right? And I'd put you know. Western Sydney one like you know West Sydney Wanderers and you know I mean hypothetically but basically have two games on a Thursday because it's January as well right so yep. uh, if you're going to make an event and you're going to plan it now you can go okay well let's go six thirty and eight thirty kickoffs right you yep. get two games on a, a combank on the on the Thursday because right now you're talking what are you talking how many how many fixtures are you talking do you got twelve and twelve twelve six so, yep. so it's twelve games right. Yep. 12, 12 fixtures. So pending you know, future expansion, which correct. is a may there may be another game, and there will maybe another year. game. Yeah, or, or or yeah, correct. And see, and the thing is, it would be hard on the club that has the buy if you, you don't have a you know even making a punishment for coming last. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, possibly yes, right? Um, so then you go um, on Friday again two. Right, yep. so that leaves you eight fixtures, right, to schedule, mm. and you could do the two at Allianz, and then on on Saturday, right, um, you could go Allianz again, and you could go three, right, and go five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, right, or four thirty, six thirty, eight thirty, two, like it's got to be something like that, 
right? You can't, feel, no, it's got to. It, that won't. That can't work it, for mine that, because they've got. You it. need more than two hours between kickoffs. You need two and a half. Sure. And then okay, so go, 7.30, Then it would be ten o'clock. I, I, I would go seventh. I would go a nine thirty kickoff the latest, right? Yeah. Um, but nine o'clock would be ideal, right? But yeah. Um, so a nine o'clock kickoff would be the latest kickoff I'd go, or even stretch it out to nine fifteen, right? Um, so and then go Sunday again, right? And then do Macarthur like and do Sunday say Combank, and then do Monday Macarthur or Macarthur Monday, yeah, right? With two games again, and that's it, you know, because it is like it's the height of summer, and it is the you know effectively people are um you know it's just starting to get back if they are school isn't back so it's still school holidays that way mm. so you know there's yep. and i think if you plan it right you can do it you can do it w- without having to go to like yeah i think so too i think to combo that you should put you should still put teams on subsequent days so yeah you'd have people fly in on wednesday then fly it on saturday mm. yeah. for instance as yeah an sure example. yeah um and even then, like I would prioritise putting the Sydney teams on Thursday and Monday as yes, much correct. as possible. Correct, correct. Um, just to make it a little bit easier for people. So uh, yeah, if there is yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. things to be uh, uh, dealing with, I think, Laz, if they are to stick to overlapping fixtures, then they have to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. They should have shuttles set up between the venues at half time, or not half time, at full time between the games. So you can go from the first game at Parramatta and then go to the second game at Moore Park. What they need to do is have a bit more engagement out at or activation out at the venues, right? So that there's a bit more of a build up around the venues. So yeah. um, going out to yeah. Parramatta on Friday, there was only one merch fan, which was the the typical mm-hmm. Wanderers one that's always there. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to see a lot of merch from Western United, MacArthur, and Melbourne mm-hmm. City alongside. Wasn't there. What about food trucks outside? None. Yeah. And these are the kind, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying everyone's going to, you know, eat food, but these kind of things that just kind of build anticipation and a bit of atmosphere around the area, you know what I mean, around the precincts. Um, and I dare say that knowing the EQ or the Moore Park area, there would not have been anything around there either. So there needs to be a bit like, there needs to be a place. And look, EQ is probably the best part to do it at Moore Park. But to make it easier for people to travel on light rail from Moore Park, because the trouble is right now, if you're traveling from Moore Park to Parramatta or vice versa, light rail to Central, jump on Central, change trains to Parramatta. In years to come, that won't be the case, right? Because there'll be light rail all the way out to certain, you know, to the west. But effectively, what you've got to do is try and make it easy enough and tra- you know transitionally between modes of commu- transport to encourage people that are staying you know in town or that are visiting town for this event to gather in you know at a at a site pre-game yeah right because that help that helps to build atmosphere so um they're the kind of things that i'm looking at so there needs to be a bit of activation around both sites or wherever the games are being played so for instance let's take like a right and and this is not being critical this is just looking at it from a perspective of trying to improve the event what is around Leichhardt? Where, where, the only place where fans will congregate around Leichhardt are pubs. Okay. And most of the pubs, to their credit, are family-friendly. That's great. But I'm not inclined to take 
you know, young child to a pub with me to soak up paper sugar. I'd rather actually do it outside the ground. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Leichhardt isn't the best place to do that outside the ground. <laughs> I mean, with all due respect, right? It just isn't. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it's just easier to do it out at uh, Allianz or Paramount. Yeah, you know, or, sure. or, or MacArthur for that matter, you know, Cameltown. So, you know, that, that's where I'd, that's what I'd be looking to do is just have sites where fans can congregate, you know, they can um, have a bit of a festive uh, atmosphere and then pre-game. And then if they're able to do a post-game, fantastic, great. If you're able to do something post-game, which we can get onto post-game in Sydney, mind you, the weather did not help in Sydney after the uh, Yeah, we'll talk game, about that in a bit. Right, but yeah, yeah. It, it didn't help. But because uh, that was a bit of a freak storm that happened rather quickly on Saturday. But yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, for mine, lows as well, you can talk about atmosphere in the concourse and that, but firstly, you've got to get people to turn up. And I think a lot of the hindrance was that it wasn't included in memberships this Unite round. And for mine, the assumption was you had MacArthur, Sydney, and Western Sydney play as the quote-unquote away team mm -hmm. to avoid people rocking up to the venue thinking they get sure. in the membership. Um, they need to do something with that. And yeah, for mine, agree. I'm not saying just include it because then... In theory, you could have every ticketed member across Australia rock up in Sydney and there wouldn't be enough seats. Sure. Which wouldn't happen, but it could happen in theory. Mm. So you've got to work out some sort of midway point, whether it be just a flat discount, say 20% on your night round yep. tickets. Yeah, as I an agree. Example. I agree with that. You either do it that way or you have just a, a batch of free tickets for members who go to the website and quote unquote buy one, um, buy yeah. a free ticket. Yeah, gotcha. They, yep. 5,000 in one venue, yeah, 10,000 sure. in another venue yep. as a way to cap how many people get in for mm. free. Yeah, no, that's fair. There has to be more of an incentive to get people to the game because the crowds we saw weren't great. And that was the and next thing, right? The crowds weren't great. The crowds weren't great and they don't compare to like Wanderers games in other weeks. Also, the, is the point that what Western Sydney, the game against Melbourne City on Friday night, mm. there was less people there supporting yep. the Wanderers than there were in a normal week. Yeah, correct. And Correct. a lot of that is members and uh, not wanting to fork out the extra yeah. uh, cost of the tickets because it wasn't um, cheap either, the tickets for your night round. They were no, that's right. On the pricey side. Yeah, correct. Um, by comparison. So that's one as well for mine. To get people involved, you need to honour, like respect the members, so to speak. Sure. Because these people have put up money at the start of the campaign, mm, mm. for the whole campaign. Yeah. Give them a little, little extra incentive to come along. Um as a side note, I also think that there was too many away kits this weekend. I didn't mind that. On the field. Nah, I didn't mind that. I'm sorry, you're nitpicking there. There's so I, much I more. There's so much more. No, there's so many more things that they could. <laughs> they need to get con this con conceptually right. And like I said, uh, look, it's off for a f first time run. Uh, I'd give it a. I'd just give it a pass. Just right. I'd give it. A pass like 51 out of 100 or 53 out of 100, something like that. It's not because there's so much more room for improvement. Um, and yeah, we've been over that, Les. Yeah, I was just offering something a little bit extra. No, no, but my this... point was but before you shut me down completely, oh, my come point on. was that, oh, please, <laughs> please, go on, at go least on. let me get it out. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think in particular where you had Adelaide Sydney, both teams wearing an away kit. I think maybe Adelaide didn't get the memo or something because they were the home team. But they never like, get the memo. It's Adelaide. Yeah, <laughs> but if, like West United should have worn the home kit as well. 
and MacArthur should have worn their away kit, but it was reversed. So whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, they did. Yes, no, 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 you're right. I'm thinking about it, but yeah. I, 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 I don't think the kits are the biggest thing. That's why I'm like, I, I'm not saying they're the biggest down, going, thing. You know. Fuck and hell, I'm not saying they're the biggest thing. <laughs> what, I'm shitting what, on my bees, bro. I don't mean to be, but what, what is it that bothered you about it, though? It's not, it's not a bother thing. It's just a little bit where they can get a little bit more out of the weekend, where you can make one-off kits and really have it as like a, a special oh, weekend. Like you know how we have sorry Aboriginal. Oh. Yes. Indigenous style yes. kits. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you let me speak, you let me get my idea. No, my, that is it. No, my apologies. No, I disagree <laughs> with you, though. No, but the point oh, is. I do disagree with you, though. If you, if you make like one off kits, like say Sydney FC had a special kit that was in light blue, you would sell those, and that is something worthwhile pursuing. No. Look, uh, no. I, I, I can't agree with you there. Because. On what basis? Like, on, on it's what not basis? Worth doing or. Yeah, correct. Correct. I, I, I think that. Already they have three kids, these clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except for Adelaide, like we said, they never get the memo, right? But they're already running as lean as they can to actually then go to their kit sponsors and go, okay, or their kit providers and go, okay, do us up a fourth kit, right? If they if the clubs want to factor that in and do their own initiative and do it off their own bat, no problem, like Brisbane did with the Indigenous one. Mm-hmm. No, no problem. No problem with that. If the clubs do it off their own back because they actually see that, hey, there's a commercially viable um, reason behind doing it, right? My apologies. I actually thought that you were against the clubs wearing their away kits in this round no. for some reason. No. no. I was going no, to no. – so that's what I was going hey, what are you going on about? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I've got to – like, you know, because I actually didn't mind it. I actually thought it was – you know, if, if that that's not the worst issue that they had. Right, but I can't agree with you and say, "Hey, yeah, let them design a." Okay, I would have a problem if the league said, "Hey, we want you to go away and design a specially mandated design for the purpose of your night round only." No, well, hang on. Why should I actually have to go and and invest that kind of money for a one-off kit every year, right? For the sake of this, right? It's good enough that we're actually coming to Sydney. Uh, I mean, it. Because I'm not going to sell it in Sydney, am, am I, all that much? Well, the point is, if you get further down the line where it turns out to be a big event, then you would sell them for that because it's a little bit special and it's a little bit linked to this Unite round, which is a one-off thing each year. And you'd have to run the numbers and you'd have to make it work work out in for the weekend. But I don't know, I was just trying to get some extra link between the round and the clubs and the supporters and have a little, I don't know, memento, so to speak, sort of thing. Mm, okay. I can understand it. There's other what? Yeah, okay. Look, because you I look can... at say Anzac Round of the Rugby League, mm. every team comes out with a one-off kit. Yep, I, I think it's the same thing in the AFL. I, I don't watch AFL yeah, that closely. Yeah, sure, sure, they do. Um, well, whatever. Yeah, they do. But like, if it works for them, then surely it can work for the other clubs. So you round. I don't know if the economies of scale uh, work in that favour. Like as far oh, as that is concerned, like um, there are some clubs that it would work with. Right, there are some clubs that it would work with. Um, like Melbourne, if I was Melbourne City, I wouldn't do it. Um, yep. Sydney FC, possibly, right? Possibly, but the, you know, um, yeah, I just think, okay, why, you know, why design a fourth? In fact, Sydney FC already have a fourth, if I think about it. I mean, it's already ridiculous to have three kids, to be mm. honest. You don't need three kids. Well, they've got four Sydney FC, yeah, you don't mm. need a, you don't need three, let alone four. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm right in saying that they've got four. 
because they've got the light blue home kit. They've got the, the, the one they wore on Saturday, which is the the black and that navy light blue one. Yeah, so they've yep. got that navy one, and they've got yep. the black with um, red and or burnt orange and. Um, oh yeah, that one. Yep. Right. Yep. Whilst that led. I only uh, really, if I've watched Adelaide this season, they've only ever worn the white. They were really yeah. worn the red. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. Like Adelaide only need two kits. So they yeah. don't clash with anyone else. Like yeah, yeah. And if it works for them, it can and, work for and, everyone and, else. And likewise, Perth, Perth don't clash with anyone. Yeah, like MacArthur barely need to wake it. I do like the Wanderers third kit. Which one's that? That oh, the, one that they yeah, wore. Yep, 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 they yep. wore on Friday. Oh, I mean, where can they wear that but not their home kit? Again, that's a see, but that's a money spinner, that one. Yeah, okay. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm, Have a yeah. money spinner. But like I said, I, okay. I, I know where you're coming from. I wouldn't go, like, have your third, right? And I would cap it, like, you know, have your third, but I wouldn't go out of my way to design a fourth. Some Make clubs might, but you know. one. Yeah, if, okay. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't but mean to shit. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to shit on the at, at all. I, I actually thought, seriously, I actually thought, why have you got a problem with the teams wearing their away stuff? Like, cheering this or their small thirds. little thing maybe they can look into in the future that might be a little hey, bit nice. That's all hey, it was. You, it's you, turned into a 20-minute argument. No, 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 it's cool. Right. I mean, look, we, I don't mind talking about kids, you know that. Um, but it, it is like, you know, you look at Wellington and you look at the Central Coast Mariners, you, you don't want them to go too heavily into into that ground if, you know, they don't have the uh, fan base to, or the desire. It was good to see you get fired up, though, Nathan. But you wouldn't let me talk, mate. Uh, <laughs> but you were talking <laughs> crap. No. <laughs> and, Laz, the whole point was Unite Round and all it did was divide us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you and I have been divided from the very start, right? <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. at the teams you follow, okay? <laughs> With a yin and yang, that's it. That, we're, you know, yep. we're united on United around, except for, you know. Kids, except, apparently. Except for kids, apparently. <laughs> no, but um, look, and also, look at the manufacturers of those. Um, like now, see, Newcastle have three kids as well, right? They've actually right. got a tribute to, oh, not a tribute, but they've got that white and green one, which is a kind of throwback to the old KB Newcastle in the original NSL. Mm. Yeah. Right. So they're kind of retro kit. See, but actually, that should be there you go. That should be in a way. What Not about a it? Okay. Well, ne- ne- oh, geez. I didn't realize you were such a traditionalist, Nathan. <laughs> Only on kids, it seems. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've got you fired up on, 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 uh, you know, on this, which is good. Um, okay. So then. Hmm. All right. The point is, Ailey clubs don't need three kits every season, have a home kit. Which is the obvious colours that are sure. mostly in your badge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Away kits have it. Have some fun with it. Do something mm. different. Do something fun. Do something. But keep it as to an the homage colors. to the years gone by. Yeah, no, sure. Don't keep it to the colours. Uh, okay. But Melbourne City with their one that uh, is attributes making to Melbourne a Heart. nod to Melbourne Heart. Yes. Uh, what Newcastle? What you just said about the Jets? I have that right. Go mm. for it. Maybe every now and then swap out the away for something different, something funky. If you want to go for it, make a a lime green number. I don't care. See, Melbourne Victory should have the lime green or that fluoro yellow, whatever that was. Not lime green. It was fluoro yellow, wasn't it? But like, yeah, like yeah, like fluoro yellow. Yeah, but they don't need it every year. No, and make it a little. It makes it a little bit special when it does return. And I, I don't mind their like little pink number that they trotted out this season. Mm. But 
away kids have fun go in a cycle i'm on a bull's front i'm waiting for a nice black and ochre one which would be very nice looking if they get the design right um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes but all in all you don't need third kits in the air league as i say uk is a bit different because well that's you've different got more right? car combos yeah correct correct and you, you got need, more teams sometimes that, you need a yeah. third a third kit as a differentiator well yeah some clubs have a fourth yeah yeah you yeah. need extra kits in the uk you don't need them here no um but if done right if done right yes they can they can be a good money spinner what i'm suggesting is that hey don't go to the trouble of designing one just for your night round do one because your club wants it and you guys can back yourselves to make a commercial decision and say yeah this is you know uh, something that we're releasing as a club because we stand by this product and we stand by our kit provider and this was the inspiration for it not because of your night round solely and you know solely and wholly at, at the risk of uh, bringing rugby league up again the warriors <laughs> shit in you stop <laughs> They bought, they bring out like half a dozen kids or a dozen kids every year. Do they really? <laughs> yeah, they bring out so many. Wow. Okay. Look, the rugby league teams uh, bring out. Um, I mean, you know, to the point where it's it's ridiculous, really. Um, yeah, because they got they got their main two. They have an indigenous. Yeah. They have a, a, a women a in retro, league. A retro. League, yep. Um. Yeah, and look, they're all noble causes and what have you, but. Yeah, it, it can get a bit much if you're a hmm. kit collector and uh, you're forking out, you know, oh, yeah. $1,000 a year on kits. If you're a completionist when it comes to kits and you want to get every single kit ever made by your club, then uh, that's par for the course, I think. Yeah, hey, yeah. listen. Yeah, sure. Whatever floats your boat. But right, no one's yeah. forcing you to buy a kit unless no, you are, are making yourself buy every kit. Hmm. Um and if you want to go to all that trouble, then uh, yeah, which be prepared to uh, fork out big money. Which club in the A League should bring out a hot pink away? Over time, they all should. Mm, yeah, but that's not going to happen. No, because it just won't lend itself to right. But... Well, it can't be Adelaide because hot pink is uh, getting too close to red. Okay, because so a lot of a, probably a lot the of, same for the same reason. I was going to say a lot of the keeper jerseys have pink, but I mean you can yeah. you know that that's by the by you can get you can move on that. I reckon. Go for Western United. I don't see it. Very different from black and green. Yes, it is. Um, I was going to say yeah, Sydney. Go for it. Of course you would. <laughs> Sydney FC should bring out a hot pink kit. You want Sydney to bring out a fifth kit, do you? No, not this season, but in years to go. <laughs> in, in years to come. In years to come. I think it'd be all right. I think the Wanderers would be all right too, actually, in the pink kit. Yeah. It's a bit Penrith, though, isn't it? Fuck, there I am. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, geez, what's the matter with you in rugby league today? Seriously, <laughs> can you stop it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got to go see a doctor, I think. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I think those, I think either the Sydney teams would be okay with a pink, uh, with a pink kit. Yeah, mm -hmm. moving, moving right along. This conversation went into kits way too long for United round. Yeah, it was meant to be like a 30-second throwaway line, but uh, here we are. <laughs> okay, well, sometimes we go down rabbit holes, Nathan, and it just takes, <laughs> you know, the it just takes us where it takes us. That's it. <laughs> you get fired up, La you get fired up. It's all good. Yep. Indeed. Last point, Laz. They need to announce the next fixtures for your night round pronto. Don't leave it till yeah. That's a good October, point. October, November. Yeah, that's a good point. It's right. not as if you got promotion relegation right now. Yeah. Yeah. August at the absolute latest. Oh. Yeah. Help yeah. fans just, plan for it. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I agree with you. Why not mm. have? Why not have? Um. Okay, this is where it gets a bit funny, right? Why not have a big blue in Unite Round oh. and then go the distance derby in Unite Round? 
I mean, we. I mean, right. What like, distance? Like, do you mean the new distance derby that we're getting next season? Well, yeah, okay, the new one. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, have um, you know, like try and have a bit of rivalry, a bit of spice in it. Not you know. This is something that I saw over the weekend a fair bit. Okay, like, I didn't should know. we schedule a a Sydney derby in United Round, a yeah, Melbourne derby so in that'd United be pretty, Round? That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I'm Melbourne derby, no. no. I, I wouldn't say Melbourne derby. I'd say Sydney derby, maybe. Mm. Right, but not a Melbourne derby. Uh, I don't think that's fair on those clubs. But what I do think is a big blue, for instance, is you know have a huge draw card for one of the games. Yeah. Right. Um, because then, if you um, schedule, let's say, Central Coast Perth, right, or Wellington Perth, right, you know, um, like you did this week. So you have a distance derby, and then you have, um, you know. Central Coast Adelaide, right? Yeah, I mean and, that's always a fun game. Yeah, Central Coast Adelaide, and then have Sydney Melbourne. The point is as well, like as like a triple, a as blue, a tri- as a triple header. You have a big blue on Australia Day, so if you're going to have one yeah, early yeah, game as well, yeah. is that too close? Probably. But the one in Australia Day is always in Melbourne anyway. It's never been played yeah, in Sydney. I, I I'm aware, but it's still two big blues in what will be three weeks or so. That's all right. You haven't got a problem with that? No, nah, not at all. I don't like the fixtures being too close to each other. Oh, no problem with it. I mean, if, you know, if, okay, so let's say, for instance, um, Sydney versus Melbourne victory is in the first week of December. Mm. That's only six weeks or seven weeks before the next one. In a, in a uh, 26 or 20 or 22 yeah. round. Yeah. In a 12 team comp, like, that's not that bad. Okay, fair enough. But you can't have it in three weeks, surely. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think because as well, like things happen, like players come back from injury and whatever. Like, sure. Say, like, luck of the draw. For instance, if it happened this year, right? If mm. you had a big blue on Australia Day and a big blue this weekend, mm. Melbourne Victory would be without their star striker for both games. Yeah, but okay. That's because we need to, for whatever reason, just have to play on, whilst other countries have stopped because of the Asian Cup. I mean, Japan's over, I guess, but um, the Middle Eastern countries, their leagues have stopped. Yes, it's the only sport in town, but yeah. Mm. Are you saying the A-League should stop for the Asian Cup? Ideally, yeah, but you're not, you weren't going to have it this, this season. Well, look, again, it does depend on when the Asian Cup and where the Asian Cup is being, plays, being played, not when, right? It depends on where. But let's, let's run because up to this year, this if, tournament in Qatar. Okay, well, then it would have had to stop. Why? During the group phase. Why? Um, why? The reason for me is to give the national team the focus of the sport or the people you know following the sport, right? Are All the there attention... people who follow the A League that don't follow the Socceroos closer because the A League's on? Um, not necessarily, but I think it actually takes oxygen away from the Socceroos, and it is probably probably in their best and, and at the moment, and it well, <laughs> and it. <laughs> We're going to say that for later on the week, unless you want to go on and now I don't mind, right? But it diminishes the value that we place on the Asian Cup. This is a tournament that happens every four years. Yeah. So um, it, it needs to be treated with the gra- the gravity of it. This is our Euros. Yes, okay, the Euros happen in the European summer. Sure. We can't play the AFC Asian Cup in the middle of the year because – when it's being hosted in the Middle East because it's too hot. Yeah, I'm aware. Right. So if we were to 
let's say if, if Australia were to um, miss two two weeks of football, but to actually have all the football attention be put on the Socceroos, well, then that would be a good thing. Right yeah, now, I can see where you're coming from. The soccer, the soccer new, uh, the discussion we've spent how much time on the A League, right? And great concept, no problem. We shouldn't be. We should be talking about Socceroos. Problem is, Les, as well. It's a, it's a financial decision as well because no doubt school no holidays. Doubt. No doubt, it's suicide to shut up mm. shop Correct. during mm. summer holidays. Yeah, no doubt. And 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 that's what I was saying, Nathan. That if we were to host the Asian Cup again, we should actually look to host it in winter. If yeah, we should. The Northern, if the uh, Koreans and the Japanese look to host, or anywhere else for that matter, right, China. If they are looking to host the Asian Cup again in, in years to come, they should be doing it in their summer because it's in their season. Mm, yeah. Right? And they, But their leagues would stop for, you know, their top-tier leagues would stop for a period of time, for a month, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of hesitant to back you completely. Like, I understand that like, you want to give more prestige to the Asian Cup. and Correct. And it uh, deserves it. It does deserve it, and Asian football deserves it as well because we don't, pay enough attention to football in our confederation. I think they can work in tandem okay. and they can work better than what they have done previously. Sure. But one should not detract from the other. They should be able to uh, rise to, to lift both competitions during this period. It uh-huh. should be a bit of a football feast at the moment as it's marketed. It is. And um, to a, a greater extent than what we're seeing at the moment, I think. Sure. I mean, yes, barring, barring the bad weather on Saturday, uh, EQ yeah. was, you know, Pushed as a uh, the EQ in Moore Park here in Sydney was pushed as a live site for the Socceroos. I think that was done announced the day before the Socceroos game, which is a joke. Yeah. It was last minute. Tee off, Nathan. You're in a teeing off mood. Let's go tee off. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is like I agree with you. It's, I want to I want to be really harsh here and say this is pathetic. You can because be. the Asian Cup fixtures have been out for months. Yep, when the draw was done, Unite Round fixtures have been out. For weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, they have been. Not months, weeks. The fact that they only organised this live site the day before the game is a joke. And Forget the weather. The weather's not important here. Yeah. The weather's not important because we saw live sites for the Women's World Cup. We saw live sites for the Men's World Cup, right? Why was it so forgotten about? Why was it completely disregarded that there would be an appetite for live sites for the soccerers in Qatar for this Asian Cup, right? I was looking at it. For the Saturday night, okay, you go to Unite Round at Moore Park. Mm-hmm. Then where do you go to watch the Socceroos? The game will finish about 10 o'clock at the latest. You're half an hour to get somewhere. Where are you going? And until they announced the live site the day before, the answer was some random pub and hope. Try try and get into Cheers, maybe. That was the option. Go to the Star, perhaps, if that's more your thing. Right? And we can get into what occurred once the live site actually got underway and what we saw. Well, not that we were there, but uh, we saw what we saw online or around the grounds. Uh, I think the weather is unfortunate, but even still, there's been there were so many pictures going around about they're having three big screens up for this live site, and they were showing cricket, basketball, and something else is not football. Uh-huh. <laughs> which, which I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I mean, well, I could, but you know, um, and. Because of the rain, they couldn't get the screens to work, and then everyone had to shuffle into a, a bar in a queue to watch the game. And yeah, like again with your night round, it just gives the feeling not the feeling we know it is, but 
the sense for the entire weekend that it was hastily thrown together. And that's the overriding feeling for the past three days in Australian football. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hastily thrown together without proper planning. I thought you were going to go a bit harder there, but that's fine. No, no, no. No? Okay. I've used, I've used, I've used up my one this week. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're entitled on to you, more. On you, mate. On you. No. <laughs> you're entitled to more. There's no, you know, hey, there's no point scoring here. <laughs> you're the controversial one of us, too. Me? Absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're the one with the, you know, really strong opinions and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not controversial. <laughs> How dare you call me controversial? Yeah, you could, well, you are, Mr. Gould. <laughs> you're controversial in your opinions and your side and your views. That's fine. Mm. No problem at all. Mm. That's okay. No problem. Well, go on, Buzz. You tee off then. No, I'm not going to. I refuse oh, to. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. you're right. It does smack of a hastily, you know, put together um hastily put together a thing um there should have been a bit of planning around it saying hey australia are actually playing on the saturday at 10 30 what are we doing to make sure that the punters actually or the patrons um of Allianz stadium that night should have um you know should have been able to hang around and, and watch the game it should have already been factored in and likewise um a you know a, a small venue for the people that were at um Combank, or sorry, at um, Leichhardt on Saturday. Mm. You know, uh, I guess it's easy for a lot to get to the city from Leichhardt, but nevertheless, you know, that should have been something that was factored in. Uh, yes, definitely. And as far as I know, like there was nothing there at Leichhardt, and it was just a case of, oh, well, that's it. Go to, go to Balmain, yeah, and go to the pubs. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that this opportunity won't come around next year because obviously no Asian Cup uh-huh. because I think tying the soccer as Indy Unite round is a, a very good idea. Yeah, it would have been. Absolutely. Um, it's often floated the idea of having a um, Australia-New Zealand match somewhere in the A-League season outside of a FIFA designated window for local players. Mm. You diminish the value of the jersey by doing so. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair point. And what about what of the All-Stars concept? Ugh. Enough. Oh, here we go. The All Stars. Enough. Enough. Like to have that in your night round. So you're going to ask 15 players to play twice in the weekend. The yeah. first of which is a a money spinner friendly with some team from Europe well, on their winter break. Absolutely. Why not? Why not, Nathan? You're out of us two. You're the one who is anti Euro snob more. And here you are promoting something that's going to drag out all the Euro snobs who are going to rock up to this or A-League All-Stars versus, I don't know, Bayern Munich game. They're going to go and buy their Harry Kane shirts. Mm. And then when it comes to see the A-League football, they're going to piss off home and not come back. Listen, it's a broad church, right? So we need to try and <laughs> utilise of it as much as we can. Now, if that means that... <laughs> hey, if that means, though, that there's a curtain raiser, an A-League game as a curtain raiser to that kind of All-Stars, or... You do something. No, that, needs, like, no, you know, no, 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 that or, needs to be the other way around. Or the other way around. Yeah, sure. Or like all the women's game before that, you know what I mean? Something, right? An mm. A-League women's game before before um, the A-League All-Stars. And then do vice versa, you know, an A-League men's game before a women's All-Stars. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's a nothing game. It will always be a nothing game. Sure. And like, I see the value in it, of course, with the financial boost. Mm. Of course. I get that. Um, but... For mine, it doesn't do it for me personally. 
these one-off games. I've been to them in the past. Sure. I'll probably go to them in the future. It's but, look, it's just something that you know. Hey, it, it might be worth looking into, right? Yeah, and that was exactly my point about the one-off Ailey kits before, before you shot me down. Ah, oh, <laughs> let it go, weird cheese. Let it go. No, what? It's too funny not to bring up. No, exactly right. No, but I, um, I, I think that that wouldn't be a bad idea as far as the A League All Stars type of concept and tying it into your night round. I get why your night round is actually scheduled where it is because obviously it's before the Australian Open and it's holidays and it's easier for you know if people plan for it it's easier to travel and to make an event of it yep right um but we know that your night round was done as a compromise because so that way the a-league could fulfill their contractual arrangement with the new south wales government and the new south wales government they decided to go you know what let's just do it this way and and it's a, it's a negotiated deal right whatever they serve up for a united round good or bad or even worse in any case, it's better than the grand final deal. No matter what they do, it's better than the grand final deal. Sure. <laughs> so already, before we even got into this weekend, it was a success for mine. So, so why are you getting so upset about it? Because <laughs> it can be better. No, like. it is. No, no, Nathan, I agree with you. It can definitely be better. Yep. With a bit of planning um, and a bit of for you know, a bit of planning. Look, everything is easier said in hindsight, no doubt. But yes, with a bit of planning, you could see that um, not accounting for the weather. For instance, mm. your thing with regard to the Socceroos life site, that should have already been factored into the consideration and the planning. Um, and I think that they need to spread out over the, you know, make it Thursday to Monday. They do. It's, each game deserves its own free airtime as far as, or free space as far as being featured on Paramount Plus or Network yeah, 10. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And- I've seen some suggestions for them to move it to, say, the Easter holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the weekend of Easter, but around there. Mm. Um, so they could have a triple header. And you have a 3 p.m. kickoff. Because mm. uh, we obviously no 3 p.m. kickoffs in January because of the temperature. Um, I can see the merits in that. but Same. same. It's a bit, it's you a bit tougher, though. go away from the January holidays and the opportunity people have to travel. Correct. Uh, which is part of the reason why... It exists in the first place. Correct. It's, it is the re- It is the reason it exists in the first place. It's mm. for people to travel to New South Wales. Correct. Um, and next year, it will be in Sydney. It will be the same weekend of the year, this uh, second weekend in January. But uh, after next year, Les, when the deal runs out, it's up for a renewal if everyone wants to uh, renew indeed. But uh, also negotiation because maybe Victoria wants in on the action, maybe Adelaide, maybe Brisbane. That's not Do you think very, there'll be appetite? That's not very uniting. Um, no, <laughs> they can't host it. Sydney is the only city in Australia that can host it. You could move it to Auckland. They've only got two stadiums. You only need two. I mean, you only need two. But Mount Smart shite. It looks shite on TV. I mean, yeah, it's it's it looks shite. Great. And North Harbour's not, you know. Okay, no, no, no. It's got to be Sydney. Sydney or bust. <laughs> city buyers coming through there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen. If Melbourne gets their shit together, if Melbourne gets their, if Melbourne gets their shit together and desire, decides that they want another, you know, rectangular stadium, or look, Tana might be able to be factored in. Mm. Okay, yep. once that's well, up and running, and that's it. Yeah, might be old and grey by then, but uh... you might be. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Perth is an option, I think, because you got. NIB, you can play games at Optus, you can... Uh, no, you, won't, you wouldn't even fill out Optus. 
I'm not suggesting you'd fill out Optus, but you could definitely use it. I wouldn't have 10,000 in a 60,000 seat stadium. You're not filling out the games in Sydney anyway. And you're not going to have, you know, 13 teams travel to Perth or, you know, whatever it's going to be. If the money's good enough, probably would. Mm, depends how much money the Western Australia government wants to throw at it. Yeah, but if it's more than what the New South Wales government have on the table, then go for it. Yeah, I don't see it though. I looked no, out, I don't uh, either. You know, but they are getting events. Is... They are getting events like the UFC and WWE. So, yep. Um, but the New South Wales government throw more money at football than pretty much every other state government, which is why you see so many soccer games in Sydney. And combined, I'd say. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, mm. provided that uh, next year's Unite Round which will happen, is a, an improvement on this year's, which, look, I mean, we're hoping it's a, a vast improvement, it's a great success, then uh, maybe we are looking at a, a deal renewal, which... I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it will be yeah. improved next year. That's why I said I'll give it like a 53 out of 100. 53 out of 100, oddly specific. 5.3 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just as much as what they can do with it is uh, holding, holding the uh, rating down, I think. Correct. Uh, if you look at the event for what it was and not what it can be i'd probably lift it up to maybe a, a six and a half fair enough um but yeah plenty of room for improvement indeed, Lads, indeed. we have spoken about the unite round for i don't know how long an hour an hour hour and a half probably it, it, it might <laughs> it might come out less than that but yes just will, so people yes. know <laughs> so people know behind the scenes we yeah we've spent you know what about an hour talking about it mm. Uh, I had to cut out your incoherent ramblings about uh, VR decisions. <laughs> okay, and on that note, Nathan, I bid you farewell. <laughs> no, um... I mean the decision in uh, the the red card in the Alec women was pretty controversial, as but uh, mm-hmm. I think the language used was pretty uncalled for. <laughs> Stunned silence here in this end. Stunned silence. Um. Why don't you take me through it, Nathan? What you thought of? Because <laughs> oh, apparently my views oh, are very no. controversial. I can't repeat what you said. Gee whiz. No, 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 no. Hey, <laughs> uh, buddy, this was a video pod. Uh, dear, oh dear. Might, <laughs> might well be in the future. Who knows? Mm, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, Laz, all in all, though, do we have any more on Unite Round? Or shall we move on? Nah, we should, we should move on. We should move on. We shall move on. Did you have a problem with VAR over the weekend, though? Just just quickly, aside from no, I was talking shit. No, I know that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're casting, you know, you're casting dispersions, which is fine. <laughs> I don't mind. Mm. But no, I, I mean, aside from that red card mm. in the uh, women's game, um, all in all, I think the referees had a good weekend. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. Especially we, you know, without Australia's best referee. Yeah, Fagani. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. he was officiating the opening match of uh, the AFC Asian Cup. He did a pretty good job in that, actually, as well. Yeah. To yeah. be fair. I agree with you, Les. He's our best. And, uh, yeah, by far. It's, by far. It's, that's it's... A, um, a success story of us hosting the it Asian is. Cup back in 2015. Correct. Correct. Yep. Mm. He, he came over to referee some international games and liked mm. it so much he wanted to stay. Don't blame him. Beautiful. Where shall we go? Mm. Where shall we go? Saudi Arabia. Now, is this uh, yeah, the segment or is this a <laughs> no, uh, Super Copa? This is the Super Copa segment. Thank you very much. <laughs> Come on, we can't talk not, to me. We can't not talk about it. Yeah, Real Madrid winning the uh, Spanish Super Copa four one against uh, Barcelona. Yep, and the knives are out for Chavi. 
And they are. And they mm-hmm. are indeed. Um, yeah, Vinicius Jr. with a hat-trick as well. And a very comprehensive performance by Real Madrid. But the why the knives are out the why the knives are out for Xavi, as you say there, Nathan, is because uh, he was saying pre-game that this would be the catalyst for Barcelona's turnaround of fortunes this season, as it was <laughs> last season, because they won the Supercopa last season against Real Madrid. They went on to win La Liga. He isn't wrong. That's correct. That's exactly what happened. They also proceeded to get dumped out of the Europa League by us, but uh... that's well, you know who well. Yeah, Manchester United, well well done. But um it's a job at Barca, come on. <laughs> Surely you're on my side for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just. But um no, that that is true. That is true. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know that. <laughs> but, <laughs> as they say, as they say. Mm. Um but yeah, no, Real Madrid com- comprehensive performance, really comprehensive performance. So Barcelona weren't even in it. Although Lewandowski scored a nice enough goal. Goal, I don't think it was a worldie, but yeah, nice enough goal. Yeah, and congratulations to Real Madrid. No, well, uh, well deserved. Yeah, well yeah, deserved. Well deserved. Mm. Well deserved. Um, should also mention the um, minutes not silent for uh, Franz Beckenbauer. Yes, that was uh, observed. The uh, minutes of uh, whistling and jeez and all sorts of things from the from the people in attendance. Mm. Mm. That Before. was that was uh, during the week. That was in the semi-finals, I think, of the Super yeah. Cup. But yeah, not um, yeah, yeah, not in the final. Yeah, no. Um, but something worth mentioning. Mm. So uh, yeah, not great. Really sad to see. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. But yes. Um. So that was something oil classico, as you would call it. <laughs> oil classico. Yes. <laughs> not a bad game. Not a bad. Not game. a bad game at all. All right, not a bad game. Uh, I feared it would actually be worse for that from a Newcastle United perspective, but they actually held themselves pretty well. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. No, and so, look, would you have won it had De Bruyne not come on? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, we'll never maybe. Know. No, you'll never know. It's irrelevant, right? Yep. Um, if somebody had offered me a point before the game, I would have taken it. Oh, of course, of course. All right, but... Uh-huh. Um, but KDB, just amazing. And Five it, minutes after coming on, scores. Correct. And then sets up the winner. And uh, it looks like this is the start of Man City's run. Yeah. Four in a row's coming. Jeez. I mean, the, the alternative the, is, is the, a Liverpool title. So The well. colour of your face just changed there and you just took a deep breath and the resignation is just... Uh... <laughs> I mean, there isn't even a good option, to be honest, for a title this season. Okay. As, as there well, hasn't been for like half a decade now, from my perspective. No, that's right. So you should be steeled for this. You should be prepared for it. It's it should be no different. It's just business as usual. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather a City win than a Liverpool win. That still okay. remains the case. Will always remain the case. Um, but it looks like it's coming, and it's pretty daunting. Kevin De Bruyne comes back and instantly wins the game from a losing position for City. You, Jurgen Klopp and, called it, mate. Yep, and Haaland still to come back in. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about yep. that. Yep, forgot about that. But Rodri's the key. And, Rodri and is the key. And De Bruyne now as well back. But Rodri is the key. There's no doubt about it. Yep. For mine, I make him the best player in the world, Rodri. For my, he, if there was a Ballon d'Or right now, I'd give it him. This season has been phenomenal. Yep. He, he has been phenomenal. Um, Last but, season too. Yeah. Look, I was very pleased with Newcastle's performance. It, it was a yeah, it was a better performance than uh, than what has been served up during the season at various times. 
Yeah, but uh, what did you make of Newcastle performance? Did you think that it was better than what had been served earlier this season? I think it was, considering. It's better. It is better, mm. but it's still not good. It isn't and good. It isn't good. And for mine, it is question marks at Eddie Howe, again, because... You, you're trying to throw this guy out of a job. Seriously. I mean, were you happy with the substitutions <laughs> from Newcastle? Sorry, I'm just trying to make you feel bad about something. You know. <laughs> um, Surely they were way too late. And yeah, I agree. I agree they were. It's happened a fair few times this season where yep. Eddie Howe's subs have been too late or, uh, not, in or not present. One instance or not, not, not present or the wrong sub as well. Mm. And I think it has cost Newcastle this season. I think it, it cost them in the Champions League and I think it, it, it cost them this weekend. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. I, but, yes, I know Newcastle have had their injuries, but every manager has had injury problems this season. Like yeah. they're not unique on that front. No, um, they're not. It, it's it's been, about how you manage that and how you deal with that. And I think Newcastle and Eddie have done a pretty poor job of it. Where it is unique, though, Nathan, and why people aren't really banging on about Eddie's, Eddie Howe's job is because you've had players, replacement players or backup players in those positions be injured as well, right? And that's a factor. So, you know, Eddie Howe does still have credit in the bank. Um, mm. And... They just want to see how he rides out this period. And I think what will happen is, like, after um, – so the next game that Newcastle have is the fourth-round FA Cup fixture away to Fulham and then in the league against um, Aston Villa yeah. at, at the end of the month, right? So the question is, is how well Newcastle United bounce back from this little period and who they can manage to get back. Good. Yeah, and who can they manage to uh, to get back? Actually, the goals for they've scored more more goals, right? Um, obviously, as compared to last season, uh, it's just the conceding. They're conceding goals, and that's where the issue is. And you know, they concede on the weekend, and unfortunately, you, you know, it cost them. So the margins aren't that huge, but mm. they're con- considerable enough. Um, you know, for the um, you know, for the performances to reflect exactly where they are on the table, you know, and um, yeah, you know, now that the fact is that Chelsea have somehow surpassed us as well, and and Manchester United as well, it's crazy. It's a top series yep. service season. It is, it is, and yes, Newcastle have key outs, and we'll come onto it in a moment. But I think you can look down at North London and Tottenham, and I think the work that Angie's doing at Spurs sort of does. Eliminate some mitigating factors for other clubs in the league. Sure, notably our two clubs. Yeah, um, Spurs have had so many injuries this oh, season. You, but your clubs a mess. <laughs> it is. It is. That's, that's not news to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to get that subtle dig in there. But yes, um, the amount of injuries that Spurs have had this season. Yeah, they're playing right. four fullbacks in defence. Yeah, and, correct. But this weekend they were missing five out of their first choice front mm. six. Mm. Their yeah. first five of their first choice players were all gone. Yeah, the injury, Asian cup, whatever. Yeah, yep. Um, and it's about just how you deal with the issues yeah, that you're facing in your team. And correct. I was going to say the only difference, I guess, and I'm not defending anyhow. What I'm saying this is just it, it's more so a factor for consideration as to why he's not under the pressure that other managers are is because of the longer nature of these uh, of these injuries sustained. To players, right? Uh, you're only now starting to get Botman to come back properly, right? Share, I mean, lost LaSalle's now and, and Joel Linton, 
Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you know, so it's, yeah, it's just been a constant thing this season. And um, as soon as you get one back, another one goes. Um, and it's, you know, and it's not, oh, they're only out for four weeks. You know, we're talking, you know, three months at a yeah, time, exactly. you know, which is which is considerable, right? Now, look, full credit to Ange, and you're right. I suppose that performance earlier this morning, Sydney time was – Nothing short of sensational, really, for me. Under Man Spurs, you know, they took the game Very to so. they took the game to Manchester United. And I'm not saying this to get a rise out of you, you know, no, or, to, or, or to or to uh, upset you, but um, the fact is, is that they were the team setting the tempo and in control of the play. And unfortunately, United didn't really have um, an answer for it. And the saving grace for United is that they were in front twice, in a way. So it is a somewhat of a saving grace. Mm. And, you know, um, Spurs uh, were able to come back into it each time. So, um, you know, so I guess United were efficient in that sense as far as getting in front. Um, and Hoyland scored a goal again, which is good to see for him. But, um, yeah, just uh, set-piece defending seems to be the issue for a lot of clubs, and it's um, the same at uh, yours. Yeah, it very much is the case. And United set pieces have been terrible for years, but in both boxes. And uh, look, you've taken all my bullet points for uh, Sorry, Manchester United this week. I, I didn't realise you had bullet points. <laughs> we said we weren't prepared for this one. Uh, up here, I had bullet points. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, up there, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the thing is with United, like any mitigating factor that Ten Hag can come out with, oh, players have been out, like Casemiro and Martinez and Shaw. Ange and Tottenham have heard the same things and have shown to be better for it and have risen to the occasion in spite of those outs. Oh, he hasn't spent, he hasn't brought in enough players. He, he needs more time to develop a style of play. Look down the road at Tottenham. Ange has been there for half a season. And having players out, just comparing and contrasting, Spurs United, having players out diminishes your quality, but it doesn't prevent you from playing the style of football you want to play. Like, even with all the injuries that Spurs have got, yeah, agreed. Notably, Madison. They're still able to play Angeball, maybe not to the same success because you just you're missing key components of your squad, but you're still able to go out and play in that manner. The problem is Manchester United looked nothing like they did last season, and you can point to injuries, but that doesn't excuse the style of play. Mm. And Eric Ten Hag is effectively an interim manager at the moment Oof. because he's got no, he is he's an interim manager because he's auditioning for his job with the new owners. Okay. He's got to convince uh, Dave Brailsford and Sir Jim Ratcliffe that he's the man to take the club forward. And I think there's a lot in the uh, negative column at the moment for Eric Ten Hag because you look at his talent ID, you look at the style of football, you look at the, the tactics of substitutions. It's stacking up against him at the moment. Anytime I see Scott McTominay come into a midfield, I'm turning the TV off now because there's no control, there's no semblance of anything with him in there. And... I don't see how the manager doesn't see it as well. The only thing I can put that down to is that Scott McTominay's effort levels are pretty high. Effort I'm levels not, should I'm be high for every professional footballer. They should be, but extraordinarily high. And that's I'll just say it that way. Right? He's, <laughs> he's a trier, right? There's no doubt He about is that. a trier, but the problem is, Les, he leaves midfield to everyone else. Yep, Him sure. and Bruno Fernandes just push forward and yeah. leave everything else to Casemiro, Cody Mane, whoever it is. Yeah, and there's a big gap. Massive uh, gap. Mid, yeah, yeah. United's, United might as well play a 5-0-5 at the moment. And well, you can do that. McTominay also, 
Yeah, yeah. McTominay yeah. gets in the way of Hoyland a lot of the time. It's no coincidence that he scored the goal this morning when McTominay wasn't on the pitch. No coincidence. Mm-hmm. And Scott McTominay's had standout individual moments this season where he looks good, but he makes the team play way worse. Is yeah, yeah. Look, I think Scott McTominay has two different players. He's a different player for Scotland as he is to Manchester United. No, he's the same player, but he's got different roles. <laughs> different roles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Yes. No, that's true. Sorry. Uh, he okay. either plays center back two... up front or out he, wide for Scotland. He is playing two different roles. He's playing in a, yeah. in a 10 role kind of, even though Begin is in that side as well for Scotland. But yes, mm. um, Begin's playing more of an eight role. But um, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right there. Yeah. He's definitely not worried about and... defensive um, duties as much. No, and when United are trying to build up, he goes and stands behind an opposing player, and so he's hiding from the ball. He does that every week, um, but look. It sounds like you should just go over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's a mess. Well, Nobody well, can sort well, that mess out. Well, you can. You just have. All you need is an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> and say, listen, <laughs> this is where you Sack him, to. sack him, sack him, sack him. <laughs> Sir Jim Ratcliffe, Nathan Gould's on board. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, are you listening? The only hope for United this season is the FA Cup. They're not making top four stroke five. Well, fuck if oh, you keep getting matter. draws like if you keep getting draws like you do next round for the FA Cup. Of course, you're going to have you know. <laughs> it's geez, about time why you're not Newcastle, draw. Why couldn't Newcastle United have that draw? For <laughs> goodness sakes! Anyway, it's about time you're not to get an easy draw. Oh, uh, please, please. I don't remember. Like the Wigan game was the first time in a long time that United have played a non-Premier League team in, in the FA Cup. Fair enough. First time in a very long time. It's normally City who get these easy draws. I think they got the balls confused. They heated up the wrong ball. They do. <laughs> <laughs> this one says Manchester. Yes, there you go. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, is it trouble time for Mourinho at Roma? I hate to say. He's due. They're in ninth. Yeah. They lost to AC and- Milan. This is this Jose's third season or fourth season? It's his third season. Oh, well, there you go. Right on cue. I mean, they're not going to sack him yet. Yet. Maybe at the end of the season. But It's not yeah, good. It's not good, is it? And they can't go shopping in January, though. I don't know if you saw the mm. story that uh, UEFA have imposed a 1.5 million euro transfer limit on any incomings. Yes. So it is uh, bargain shopping for Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Free transfers, loans, and whatever else, and they're probably going to lose Dybala yep. this January. Yeah, because he's got a a very appealing thirteen million euro release clause to mm-hmm. non Italian teams. Mm-hmm. So surely someone will take that up. I would have thought so. Yep, someone in Spain. Yeah, yeah. I don't see could him, be someone uh, in Spain. Yeah, I don't see a Premier League, but yeah, it could be someone in Spain. Maybe someone in France. I don't know. Could be PSG. I can, I can see P- PSG knocking that door. <laughs> <laughs> when you said friends, like, yeah, he's talking about PSG. Yeah. Just as, that's yeah. what I mentioned them. I was. <laughs> yeah, I figured that. Um, but, yeah, it's not looking good for Jose. No, unfortunately not. Looks like Jose uh, is his days are numbered in the, the Eternal City, unfortunately. Mm. But um, Premier League, points deductions. Oh, yeah, they're in the news again. They're in the news again. Two clubs expect to be penalised later on this week, Nathan. Yeah, it may come out before we even get off this uh, Not call, sure. because Not sure. uh, it's imminent. Not sure. But uh, Everton, of course, have picked up their initial 10 points that mm-hmm. they received a while back now. 
and, and it looks like uh, and it looks like a few more and it looks like that Everton supporters are going to get pissed off again. Yes, because it seems as though another one's on their way, and uh, Forrester caught up in it, and uh, maybe Wolves as well. I'm not sure on them. Yeah, Nottingham, um, Nottingham Forest is the club that I've come across. Yeah, and this may throw the relegation race back open. Where obviously expecting these clubs to appeal any punishment that, that gets handed down. I think if Forrest were handed out, the uh, a points deduction would be pretty harsh because mm-hmm. they tried to uh, get under the limit by selling Brennan Johnson to Spurs. Yeah. Maranakis, Maranakis, sorry, Nathan. Maranakis would be pissed off if this happens, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. From what I've read, it's, yeah. Mm. And look, I get it. Uh, you're right uh, with regard to Johnson, but, geez, uh, it still looks like they're going to get stung. Yeah, because it seems like they're going to miss out on meeting their... Uh, requirements by either a couple of million or a couple of months or something it's very fine the margin for them to get under and if you can hit them with a full uh, stick then maybe a little bit harsh but i think more the more often that the premier league hands out these points deductions for the likes of everton and forest and if it is wolves who pick up one as well the the worse it looks for them like i know these ones are easier to hand out a penalty and uh, a punishment for the clubs but the more often you're able to hand out fines and points deductions with the looming Manchester City ones, mm-hmm. like the worse it looks for the Premier League. Like, and this is not me speaking with the United hat on. This is me just looking at it from the perspective of the clubs down the bottom of the table. Sure. How can the Premier League process points deductions for Everton Forest that quickly? And yet this City one is just uh, sitting around waiting a big court date. Solicitors. Yeah, but it's not good for optics. No, it isn't. I agree. Agree. Makes you wonder if they've um, found any loopholes. The city's lawyers have found any, any loopholes or anything that they can exploit with regards to these. I'm charges, sure they have. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> sure they've been working on it. That's for sure. Mm. Um, and I'm sure Everton's lawyers are, are trying to do the same thing. They are uh, doing whatever they can to get off that that ten points deduction. I'll be uh, looking for something else to get off as well. It seems. Um, but good news for Luton, Burnley, and. Maybe Sheffield United because uh, maybe they can uh, find a way out of the mess they're in. Luton is probably the most deserving of it. Burnley and Sheffield United can go back to the championship for all I care. It's funny how how quickly it's changed. Like you rewind to the start of the season, like we're all saying, like maybe Burnley are the ones who can get out. Mm. Not expecting much from Sheffield United and Luton will be bottom, relegated by Christmas, and then it shows that uh, Luton are actually they've risen to the occasion and they are there or thereabouts. And look, I still think they'll go down. Yeah, in a normal season without points deduction, they still get relegated. Um, but they do look the most likely out of the three to uh, pull a rabbit out of the hat, so to speak. Yeah, I disagree with you. I, I think that um... get it, get it, get it, because they're hatters. Like, <sighs> yeah. Yes, I did get it. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, I, it it I did have the button on mute because I sneezed and I missed the uh, <laughs> the pun. But yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Very good, Nathan. That's it. That is a good pun. But uh, no, I agree with you with regard to Luton. They look the most likely. Uh, and if Everton uh, handed another penalty, look, you've got to say, depending on the the severity of the penalty, right? Um, it looks like that Everton uh, might not survive. They're playing well enough to survive, but it's just a question, of, you know, how many points are going to be deducted this time around? Yeah, because. Should note their first points deduction was for the uh, two season. Yeah, correct. And then this new wave is supposedly for season 22, 23. So, correct. Um, look, Everton 
maybe they're playing well enough if they didn't have the point deduction to be somewhere around the top half. They'd be sniffing around there if they kept up the this the form they showed in recent weeks. But I don't know. The more pressure that gets mounted up by the Premier League, it's it's got to have its toll at some point. Mm. You can only be defiant for so long. I agree. I agree. And uh, I think well, Sean Dyche is putting on a brave face, but there'll come a point where it's just too much, but and they will succumb to it. What else can you do? Yeah, you have to try. Yeah, you have to try. You can't do anything else. Yeah, it's a it's not a enviable enviable position. That's for sure. No, certainly not. Also, I, I wouldn't want uh, if I was an Everton supporter. I wouldn't want anyone else in the dugout at the moment. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. With he's you. he's the firefighter that uh, I'd be after. Mm. Nuno, on the other hand, maybe not. Um, yeah, that that's an interesting one. I have to say, it's an interesting appointment. I think you'll. I think they'll look depending on how many points again they're deducted. I think Forest will be fine. You just don't know with how many points they're going to be deducted though, potentially. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Laz, while we're on the discussion about uh-huh. FFP and profit sure. and sustainability rules and uh, very techy stuff for uh, the backbeggers, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Newcastle CEO's been talking this week. Oh, I know. Uh, why did I get the feeling you're about to bring this up? I mean, I have to yes. bring it up. Yes. 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 <laughs> a because it concerns you. B because it's a sports business thing. And, it is uh, a sports business thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Darren Eels, uh-huh. Newcastle United CEO, has been uh, talking mm-hmm. this past week. He's a very good operator, I'd say that. You know, got. Well, he's um, going to have to be. Well, he is. Look, and if there's anybody in 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 the sector that uh, can handle this, it would be Darren. Um, mm. You know, he was um, founding CEO of uh, Atlanta United in the MLS, uh, and got that um, that franchise. And I hate using that word, but got that franchise up to um, uh, to the lofty heights that it uh, enjoyed uh, before leaving there. And uh, heading back to the UK, but he's a very, very good operator from what I've been able to glean and read yeah, and, and uh, the, researched. Uh, the story is that Newcastle may have to sell some of their best players to uh, get under the FFP limit, the likes of Botman, Gimaraish, or Isak. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Be a big blow. Yeah, it would be. Um, it's one of those things, though, when you're building a team, um, you'd go through different phases and, you know, for instance, the question of Eddie Howe, he may not be the manager that takes the club forward in the next part of the, the plan, right? Um, likewise, you're the one who's not trying to death right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. But the, the, <laughs> but the thing is, right, it's, you know, these things go through cycles and you can follow Manchester City's evolution uh, as a pointing case. Although the only differing thing is that they weren't, Manchester City weren't subject to the FFP provisions that are now in place mm, yeah right so newcastle united are doing their level best to make sure that they adhere to those provisions um and it's a balancing act and look in order to buy someone you you may have to sell someone so we'll but that's, to uh, alnasar for 50 million here we go that's right and and these things happen <laughs> right so it's all part of um you know trying to build a team yeah it is and a, uh it, look, it, it, I was going to say, it's a fascinating discussion, though, especially as a Newcastle United supporter, um, mm. knowing how stringent the club was run previously. And now there's a little bit of daylight, but still not all that much, Nathan, to be fair. They haven't gone whack like Chelsea have, for instance. Isn't Newcastle's net spend like something like $450 million or close to it since the yeah. takeover? Yeah. So it's also the 
Um, what the major point of contention is, though, with regards to FFP is the level of revenue, which will increase, obviously, given the uh, Adidas um, deal that is imminent in years to come and the scope of that deal. But, yeah, effectively, um, net spend since Eddie Howe's been there. We'll have to have a look. But uh, I would say that 60 for Isak, um, Trippier, he wanted to come to back to the UK anyway. I think that was about 10, if I'm not mistaken, or 15. So you're saying that there's been, it's been a 450 million pounds. Oh, that's the number I've seen banded about. I don't think it week. is. I, I don't think it is. Like Tenali was 80. Yep. Botman was a significant number. Botman was about 45, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah, Imarash was like 40. That's about right. Yep. Imarash was about 40. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gordon was 40. I, I would say that it's probably around about. Um, the 350 million mark at best. The thing is, like, who have Newcastle sold in that time? Which is why they're on the hook. Like, you compare it with Chelsea, they sold Mason Mount for 55, they sold Koulibaly and Mendy for big fees, like Lukaku. Yeah, they've spent big, they've spent so much money in the market, but not only have they amortized it over five, eight year deals, they've also sold well. And Mm. They're going to do the same thing with uh, Conor Gallagher if they can convince him to leave the club. Yeah, correct, correct. And I mean, then that yeah. and that revenue just goes straight to their top line without any any drama at all. Yeah, exactly. And because they've been able to sell well, which it, it means they can uh, buy more players and correct. invest more money. It's probably against their best interest. They need to just settle down with the team now. Spot on. But spot that on. doesn't um, mean that they can't spend. They they certainly can. Yep, indeed, indeed. Um, because it seems like the uh, January transfer window, the the buzzword is FFP for so many teams. It is. It like is normally we're talking about who or oh, who we're going to sign, but yeah. like Newcastle and United and like Chelsea as a counterpoint, like so many teams, and so much discussion around financial fair play. Yep, it's true. And you're right; it is the buzzword, no doubt, no doubt. Laz, what else caught your eye this week? The thirteenth uh, game of the Unite round, uh, Nathan. Yes, you teased this at talk, the top. We need to talk about. This so um, in Sydney on Saturday afternoon, not too far from where I am, Cogger Oval uh, hosted Sydney Olympic versus South Melbourne in what was known as the Greek Herald Cup, uh, which is the uh, Greek English newspaper produced out of Sydney. A crowd of in excess of 3,000 actually attended that game Saturday, five o'clock kickoff. None of these people were engaged with the United Round. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see that, um, that number one, something like that was run on the same weekend as Unite Round. Um, and, you know, uh, Sydney Olympic did win 1-0 with a long range, uh, effort, but, um, nevertheless, it was quite impressive, uh, as far as seeing, you know, that kind of crowd this time of year in a pre-season friendly, um, effectively, um, whilst uh, the A League had a you know proper co- competition, yeah, very much so, and it goes to show that the clubs in the MPL, the old NSL clubs, have uh, strong supporter bases, which is something that's been lost on the top level of the game for so long now. Yeah, and uh, the Australia Cup was able to put them somewhat back in the spotlight, but everyone's looking forward to the uh, second division and getting it up and running because these clubs deserve to have the opportunity in the sun. And MPL is nice, but. It is certainly on the on in the backwater. Yep, very much so. Very much so. Uh, so it's yeah. great to see a big crowd for it, and it is yeah. a big crowd. 
Yeah, and I think mm. it's a decent crowd for um, you know second weekend of January. Could you involve this game as a part of Unite Round in years to come? You would hope so. You would hope so if it becomes a regular fi- uh, feature. I know this weekend actually, or was it next weekend? I'd have to check. I think it's next weekend. Um, Australia Day, long weekend, I believe. Uh, the Hellenic Cup is up, actually happening in Brisbane. And you've got Sydney Olympic, Heidelberg, uh, Brisbane Olympic, and one other. I can't remember who's the other club. Uh, playing um, all off against each other uh, in Brisbane. So at another pre-season type of tournament for uh, NPL clubs slash NSD clubs. Very good. Very good. Mm. Something mm. to uh, look out for. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's definitely a bit more operation around these type of things, which is uh, good to see. But to yeah. your point, yeah, why not? Was it foolish of them to run it during Unite Round? I don't think they even considered no. it, to be honest. And based on their results, they shouldn't have. Mm. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, but um, it was a pretty good weekend actually in football terms. Aside from you know Newcastle United losing, but they went down narrowly and valiantly. But it was yeah, I, I thought there was some some really good football played, some really good um, things that came out, and um, things that can be improved on, like we uh, like we discussed earlier. Um, one thing that one thing that needs improvement is Jose's record at Roma. Otherwise, he's yes, he's walking the plank. <laughs> um, Couple of sad, yeah. Couple of sad things. Sven Goran Eriksson. Sorry to hear, you know, sad to hear that. Um, yeah, terrible news. And um, unfortunately, I don't want to end it on a downer, but we just came out today that as we're recording, Stephen Labour, uh, Socceroo, uh, aged uh, forty-seven, I believe, if not, yeah, forty-six or forty-seven. Um, um, yeah, has passed away, which is uh, sad to sad to see as well. Yeah, very much so. And mm. uh, our Thoughts and mm. uh, they go out to the uh, the friends and family, mm. and uh, yeah, it's always, so. it's always a very sad uh, taken way too soon. Yep, yep, very much so. But um, yeah, no, very much so. But there's a lot of exciting football to look into, Nathan. One of which I'm actually looking at right now, which right. would be Korea Bahrain, is it? Correct. That's what I'm watching right now. <laughs> as we're uh, as we're doing the pod, but are you, um, are you being distracted? You am I your uh, Second choice, are you? No, not at all. I can multitask. <laughs> yes, we are. Much to the chagrin of you know of other people, but uh, you know we don't believe in multitasking. But yes, we can. We can actually record a pod and watch football. What do you think a watch long is? Yep. <laughs> oh, and that was a, a terrible miss from the uh, Korean player just there. Cho, Who was it? Yes, Cho. Yes, mm. that's a shocker. Yeah, it was. That is go. a shocker. <clears throat> See, and that's our first backpack watch along. So the and it is. <laughs> if we should do one, we would like to do one, but hopefully we uh, uh, we would need some infrastructure, I believe, or some yeah, some equipment as far as being able to facilitate that kind of thing. So absolutely, absolutely, it's uh, all in good something time. Something that we're uh, keeping in the pipeline, I suppose. And you'd have to be selective about which games you're doing it at, because if you're doing it at an ungodly hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which most football teams would be played at. So I think, I mean, doing a watch along for um, was it was Pakistan Syria one that would have been very rough. <laughs> yeah, but, that wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have gone down very well. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Man, I wouldn't have even done one for Manchester United Spurs this morning. I was happy just to lie down in bed and just you know watch it. 
Hmm. Yeah, I can't lie. I fell asleep during the second half, um, <laughs> and I was probably better off for it. <laughs> That's right. Thank God for the mini matches, eh? Yep. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. Uh, Lads, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Oh, geez, I really haven't looked uh, that far ahead to be honest, because of um, looking to forward to Afcon and Asian Cup. To be honest, um, but yeah, that's. I'm just going to keep uh, looking at that, and then when it gets to Saturday, I'll say, okay, well, what's on? Yeah, what else had, is going? <laughs> haven't even had a chance to look at it, to be honest. Although I did notice that I think um, Friday, uh, this coming Friday, Sydney FC are hosting Newcastle Jets in they the are. in yes. the A League Men's, and um, that might be something to uh, to see if you can get to because there are family tickets for a pretty good price from what I've seen as well. Fantastic. Mm. Um, I'd like to point out the game just before that, Lars. It's uh, Wellington against Melbourne Victory. Oh, okay. That'll be a good one. I forgot. Yeah, that will be a good one. That will be a great game. Uh, that's certainly something that I'm looking forward to. They didn't play so long, uh, so long ago, Nathan. Well, uh, now I've got you stumped. You have got me stumped, and I'm just about to go and find out when they did last play. Uh, either that, or I'm pulling your leg. I got, I got the, I have the impression they played around about four or five weeks ago. If that, uh, it was the second week in November. Okay, I'm mistaken. Yeah, thought it was. I thought it was in December. Yep. Uh, time is flying around this. That's it, is, it is. So, second uh, week in, the second week of November is is two months away. Is yeah, two months back. There you go. That's fair enough. Uh, Laz, aside from the other, I'm in the same boat. I haven't really looked, but uh, it is a split round in the Premier League. We had five fixtures this weekend. We're getting five for more next. Uh, and uh, I think just before we go, Laz, I should mention that uh, Manchester United did have a good win last night. Far out, man. I was hoping that we wouldn't have <laughs> mentioned this, but yes, go on. Congratulations. Yeah, I couldn't let you off the ball. Oh, no. no. That's fair enough. I mean, I have to take the victories when they come. Uh, 5 0 yes. in the uh, Women's FA Cup against yes. uh, third division Newcastle United. Yes. Uh, yeah, not a surprise, but. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not a surprise, but one day we'll be at the in the Women's Super League, Nathan, within the next, uh, I'd say, you know, five years. That'd be nice. And yeah. uh, hopefully they can expand it too. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, Katrina Gorey made her West Ham debut. And so did uh, Shelley Grant make her Spurs debut this yeah, weekend. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. So, which and, is, uh, was good to see. Charlie Grant being given number two, which is a uh, a big vindication, I suppose, from the manager. And or am I reading too many things into uh, squad numbers? Do they mean anything, Les? They don't mean anything these days, Nathan. Gone <laughs> are the days where one to eleven meant something, but no. Yeah. No, but good luck to them. They still mean something to me. Yes, we know that you're a football conservative, Nathan. <laughs> I was going to say football edited, but yes, you're a football I conservative. Mean, to the point where if I'm playing football manager, I will have my first choices, one through 11. And, that, and, and that's... And, right and, back two, left back three, <laughs> centre back four and five, DM six. <laughs> and that's fair enough. <laughs> Positions as they should be. Laz, I think we have hit the back peg. Uh, pleasure as always. Uh, we can have our disagreements here and there, but uh, oh, it's all fun and games at the end of it. It's always good to see you get fired up, Nathan. It's always good to fire up one another as well. We need it. Can't just yeah, agree we on everything. We, we can't just agree on everything. Sit here and be, you know, be Pollyanna's, wouldn't it? Yeah, correct. Oh, you agree? Oh, we agree. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's no good. We agreed on that, like <laughs> <laughs> we agreed on that, on the fact that we need to disagree. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, look, it's all good. It's all good. And look, sometimes it takes us down rabbit holes and tangents, but that's that's what happens. It's all part yeah, of the exactly. fun. It's all part of the fun. 
And uh, yes, thank you, listener, for checking out this episode. Indeed. Uh, I'll say again, thanks for checking out our Afcon and Asian Cup stuff. Spot uh, on. More coming this week and in the weeks to come as we uh, dive deeper into the tournament. And uh, we'll be looking to get our guests back on as well, um, depending on how the tournament goes. And that'll be a whole lot of fun. And depending uh, on the nation. Tuned. I was going to say, sorry. And depending on the nation's success. Or lack yes, of success. <laughs> <laughs> or lack of success. One thing I'm, I mean, um, you know, one thing I'm, not, I'm banking on is that we don't have a South African guest later on in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> that will be an absolute party, I tell you. Oh dear, no, but that's all right. We'll, we'll reach I'm, out. I'm to... glad we're talking before they play because there's a chance yes, that uh, right. they get thumped and then you you uh, you be ripping in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, but yes. We'll uh, speak to you later on in the week. Thanks again. Have a good week yourselves, listener, and uh, we'll speak soon. Thanks again, Nathan, for everything you do. Thanks again to the listeners, and enjoy the Festival of Football. Take care, all.